tomorrow war more like tomorrow bore <laughs> yeah, i didn't see that one coming oh shit yeah, yeah. you want to close this door you want to close this tomorrow door <laughs> uh, yeah, he's so you, funny it, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter to me yeah it's the only thing the only difference is going to be if the door is closed riker's gonna freak out i was gonna say it's probably the cat if, if, if there's a door separating us riker head goes into panic mode so i can't but if the door is open are we going to hear miller meowing yes unfortunately i don't know if we should hear that okay all right uh, miller get out of the litter box I'm just happy he's using the litter box again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's for the Boy. best that he's not marking his territory anymore. True, yeah. Welcome back to Sci-Fi Cross-Sections, a weekly podcast dedicated to everything science fiction. It's me, your sci-fi boy, Colin Brandon, and with me tonight is... Jason. I am Ben Young. And today we are talking about the brand new uh, Prime video, The Tomorrow War. It is uh, on Amazon Prime. It is not a Prime video. Just need uh, that, to be clear. It's a Prime video now. Um, oh, it was written by Zach Dean, uh, directed by Chris McKay, starring Chris Pat, Pratt, Yvonne, I haven't even been drinking, Yvonne Strahovski, J.K. Simmons, Betty Gilpin, Sam Richardson, and Edwin Hodge. Uh, I do not have a box office for you because, uh, as we know, this did not make it to the box office. However, I can give you a budget. It is a whopping two hundred million dollars. God, <laughs> it's a million dollars for every minute of runtime. Yeah, Jesus, Jesus yeah. Christ! Yeah. It is <laughs> nearly holy shit. And honestly, it kind of makes sense. <laughs> it, I will say, uh, while this movie has a lot of flaws, um, at least it looked good. It's about yes. all I had going for it. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. So I know Ben has a lot of fun things to say about this movie. But before we do that, uh, Ben, can you tell us what this movie is about? I'd certainly try. In the year 2050. Earth is on the losing side of a war against a carnivorous alien race. In a last-ditch effort, humanity begins drafting people from 28 years in the past. One of those new conscripts, former soldier Dan Forrester, goes to the future to discover his daughter leading humanity and aids her in their final attempt to develop a weapon to stop the aliens before their invasion can begin on this, their Independence Day. Cool runnings. Is that tomorrow? Is that tomorrow? Oh, God. Um, 
So I'm just, ah, it, there are so many, so, so many things, plot holes, things that just make me mad that it exists. Uh, let's start with, they knew that no one was going to take this movie seriously. So most of the main characters are comedians. Yeah. Or comic actors, I guess you could say. But yet they really wanted us to take this movie seriously. Like the tone was just all over the place in the beginning. And then we finally killed off like pretty much every comedic relief character in the first battle, which doesn't happen until like 30 or 40 minutes into the movie, might I add. Uh, and it, uh, it, I was like, okay, good. Maybe we can actually like start getting serious again. And I gotta be honest for a while, once they died, I was invested in the film. Uh, it, cause it did, it finally like it toned down. It became a, a serious flick about a father and a daughter and aliens. And I was like, all right, you know, it's not great, but I'm invested in it enough. Like it's, it's good. And then, uh, well, the movie should have ended and it didn't. It kept going, and then it just picked up all of its campy, goofy tone again, and it was like, it thought we were finished? No. Well, it's funny that you say that, because I had the same thought, like, and I think we probably all had the same thought, like, there was a a moment where the movie kind of tricked me into caring, and I was, like, along for the ride. And I thought, you know, some of the character stuff between, like, his tomorrow daughter and, you know... Like, I thought it, it it worked like, you know, it was cheesy, it was silly, but like, OK, fine. You know, I'll, I'll suspend my disbelief here and I'll go along for the ride. And <laughs> like once the uh, the um, white spikes like storm the, uh, you know, the the water world base or whatever, <laughs> and the cruise ship crashes into the oil platform and then, you know, the uh, ability to jump into the past and the future and whatnot is is gone. And I looked and there's like still, you know, 35, 40 minutes left in the movie. And I'm like, whoa, wait, 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 wait. And it was just such an awkward transition to where I literally is one of the few times in moviedom and, and all the, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of movies I've watched just like what <laughs> like what why you could have ended it there and maybe like you know if it did well do a sequel or whatever but they just tried to jam so much shit <laughs> into into one story it was just i don't know i, I don't know well i oh go ahead well i was just gonna say i personally didn't enjoy much of the movie uh and i realized that there needs to be like a little asterisk there um, because I was in the middle of a six hour tattoo and you're just in constant pain. So that those moments that maybe I should have like, oh, this is really cool. Or, oh, that was funny, which I know there wasn't funny moments. Um, I just wasn't enjoying it at one bit, but it's kind of nice hearing that you guys also. Well, you guys actually said you're kind of invested at certain points. I never was, to be honest. But Yvonne Strahovski can invest me. Right? I, it's, I'm in. I'm. I've always. I've been in love with that woman since Chuck. Uh, she can get me on board with pretty much anything. And in fact, I. I had a moment where I was like, "Man, where has she been?" And it turns out I've just been an awful, unsupportive husband. Uh, as she has been doing a lot of work, well, and I Dexter. just haven't. Well, right. we don't count it. Uh, but she oh. was in. She was in the Twenty Four sequel show. Yep. Uh, she was in the Astronaut Wives Club, which, while not my thing, I heard was decent. 
Um, she's in Stateless, uh, and she's most recently in The Handmaid's Tale. Uh, she was also in the new Predator movie, which I skipped. So, like, uh, she's just kind of been in a lot of movies where I'm just like, yep. What was she in the new Predator movie? She was Emily. She was the Predator. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes sense. Well, that's another movie that I hated, but I was kind of curious because uh, I, like, actively hated that one. So, I looked for things to hate in it, and I don't remember I don't remember seeing her in that, but. She's credited as Emily, so I don't know. I didn't see it, so I can't reference. Wait, it at was all. she um, the the main uh, the the rah rah um, soldier guy, the wife? She was Emily. I never saw the latest. Oh, it, <laughs> it wasn't good. I mean, I'm sorry. I, uh, I I come to realize that once you get to Predator Two, that is perfection, and you just need to move on uh, without carrying on with the franchise, but they decided to just keep making more Predator movies. So I, I tend to ignore them at this point. It was kind of funny because I've never really, uh, I, I've never really like followed her career apart from Mass Effect. So it was funny because I watched it with Jess last night and she's like, oh yeah, she's that uh, woman who's horrible in, not like her performance is horrible, but I guess her character is horrible in Handmaid's Tale. Uh, I haven't right, watched yeah, it, yeah. but uh, she, she kind of referenced that and it was kind of funny. I was like, well, yeah, no, she's in Mass Effect. <laughs> but it looks Wait. completely different, obviously. So, Jason, have you seen Chuck? No. Oh, Jason. Colin, you've seen Chuck, right? Uh, I watched the first season and I really enjoyed it. But that Y'all. was a, I, 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 I never finished it. Yeah. Y'all got to go I know back Adam to Baldwin Chuck. is in it, right? Oh, That's yeah. Cool. Adam Baldwin, uh, Zachary Levy. It was his first, or Levi, excuse me. It was his first role. Uh, and then uh, Ivan Strahovski. And they're a wonderful trio. And it's it's worth every season. And people people are iffy on the fi- final season, but I think, you know, I think it ends really well. Uh, it's really great. It's really, really worth the watch. It's a great couple show, if you guys are looking for that. Um because it's like it's just nerdy enough for like y'all to be like yeah nerds and then it's like it's also just like you know uh like romancy enough and like action enough to like kind of get a mainstream audience as well so like it's great it's really really great anyway that's not what we're here (laughs) no we're here to talk about the tomorrow war we were talking about Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think I kind of agree with you. I think uh, I don't want to say that a lot of the movie for me rode on her shoulders, but I feel like because she's got such a pivotal role in the movie that to me, I'm not a Chris Pratt fan. So it was like kind of on her to carry me through that middle third of the movie. And I feel like she did to her credit because there's a lot riding on her performance and her being able to kind of sell how ludicrous a lot of that uh, shit was in the movie, but um, I, I thought she did a good job. And then when she was kind of out of the movie, then it was kind of like I, I was out of the movie too mentally, but <laughs> well, the movie ended and, and I, and I'm adamant about this. The movie fucking ended when he jumps back to the past. It, it feels to me like that's like someone had a 90 minute script, a 90 page script. And they said, look at this. And someone's like, yeah, well, yeah, that's great. And they're like, yeah, the writer's like, oh yeah, it's a story about how, you know, he, uh, it's a father coming to terms with the fact that he's, he's, his time for greatness is done. It's time for him to support his, his daughter's opportunity for greatness. And he's gonna, he's gonna fix her future and, and carry that on his shoulders. And then he's gonna, it's gonna be great. And then they were like, yes, that's cool. 
but what if there were 40 more minutes? <laughs> and they're like, well, how do we fill that? And it's like, well, let's start with the government preposterously not believing them about the toxin and the <laughs> aliens. Just I, like, okay, so we're drawing the line at stopping this. That's the believability. The whole future thing, you're on board with. Every government in the world is on board with. But the moment we have a chance to stop this from happening, you're going to be like, no, that's preposterous. No one's talking to each other anyway. The world is ending. It's over. Over. And it's like what? Well, so while while we're getting into that, I, I do love that is um, also how ridiculous the the kid uh, who who just happens to have all this knowledge of uh, ancient volcanoes. And I love that they at the beginning like, what does he want to talk? He wants to talk about uh, <laughs> ancient volcanoes. And I was like, that's That'll fucking weird. Uh-oh, and here that we go. was purposely placed there so he could be useful later. Keep, oh, keep I immediately you. said, I was like, that'll come up. Keep like, there's going to be something about volcanoes. Yeah, keep your phone on ring, kid, because... Uh, <laughs> You're going to save but, the world. No, like, so that scene you brought up, Ben, that was funny, because literally, uh, we're sitting in our living room, we're watching the movie, it's like midnight or whatever, and, you know, okay, fine, it, like we said, we got through the, the first two-thirds of the movie, and then when they get to that scene with, like, random, you know, military bureaucrat government man or whatever, and he says... Oh, you! I just don't think you. You know, we can go to Russia and we can whatever. I literally out loud just said, "Fuck off!" <laughs> <laughs> and Jess and I like looked at each other like, after all the shit that's happened, literally, people from the future have time traveled back in time. We're sending conscripting people, drafting people. To go forward to fight this enemy. People have seen this shit. They come back after a week. They're missing all sorts of limbs and shit. And, you know, obviously the the creatures are, you know, like almost like a quiet place level, like, you know, indestructible. And no, I don't think we can do We can't go to the, you know, glacier and uh, fuck off, man. Come on. How stupid is that? We blew all all our budget on this. Do we want to just assume that maybe like Zach Dean ended the movie where we thought it should have ended when he wrote this? And do you think it was Chris McKay, the former VFX uh, specialist, like that was what he did before he became a director? Or do you think it was one of the producers or maybe even Amazon that was like, well, hold hold on a minute. Zach Dean isn't even uh, free because usually how this goes for for something like this, uh, it's very likely that they just kind of picked up a spec script and uh, someone was like, hey, this script has potential. And they tossed it at uh, Amazon, I guess, would be the studio, right? Was there another studio involved in making this or did Amazon just distribute it? Uh, Paramount. Oh, Skydance, yeah, Paramount. Yeah, Paramount. 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 So, so someone in Paramount had this spec script sitting in because they buy them in bulk, and they, uh, some intern read through it, and they were like, "This one has potential," and tossed it onto a pile, and it got passed along, passed along, passed along, and then finally someone read it, and they're like, "Yeah, this is good. Um, I don't like where it ends. Can we get Zach Dean in here to see if he can maybe uh, spice this up?" And toss it to Zach Dean. And Zach Dean's like, uh, yeah, what if there's 40 more minutes? Like, that could have been him as well. Like, because then what happens is since they rewrite it, uh, the original, the part of the deal is the original scriptwriter's name is scrubbed from it. They still, they got paid for it at that point, so it doesn't matter. But then the, the new writer uh, gets it. So that, that uh, very well could have been what happened. I'm looking at Zach Dean. He's also a film producer, kind of, but... Uh... Before this, he's written two feature-length films that have actually been made. 
uh, and then he's got a bunch of to be announced, including one called Voyagers that Jason pointed out, which is not the Voyagers that we know. Uh, it is uh, Carl Sagan biopic. Oh, well, that's which is actually a sequel to the Voyagers <laughs> with. Uh... And actually, Carl Sagan is going to be played by uh, one Colin Farrell. It's actually Carl Sagan is going to be born on that ship in from Voyagers, and he's going to be sent back in time. They clone Carl Sagan on the Generation ship. And then send him back in time. No, no, he's born there, and then they send him back in time, and he becomes the Carl Sagan we all know and love. But, oh, shit. But he, he's trying to warn us all about this awful ship we're going to launch from Earth, and, like, no one's listening, so he just makes a new show about physics. So now that we're talking about time travel, <clears throat> we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to sit here in a moment and just kind of dwell on this was the best idea that they had to save the world was to go back in time and just conscript non-military people to go into the future and die. Okay. I'm going to defend the movie here because I think the time travel is is sound in this movie. I, and I think the idea is sound as well. Um, and because, because I paid attention for this part of the movie because I, like I said, I was kind of into it at that point. I'm going to defend it. It's going to be long-winded. You can stop me at any point. Very seriously. Just kind of like buzz me. Okay. So we have, um, I already forget her fucking name. Murray. Uh, she uh, creates this time travel device. The device is stuck uh, to the point. It's, it's rudimentary. It can only go back 28 years like that is the thing they can't seem to determine uh how to how to change that it seems to be a stuck thing it will go back 28 years so as time moves forward in the future it will keep sending people back in real time to the past so that's why that whole thing works out so they they mention in the opening prologue with the news and things that the military is among the first to be conscripted and they they a year passes from the opening of the movie through that little news prologue into where we where uh Dan Forrester is conscripted uh and they they mention that all of all um all what was the word? What was the word? Eligible. All eligible military recruits were already conscripted at that point from across the world. And keep in mind, in order to be eligible, you have to be dead before uh, that, before 2050, before you go back, because that will create a paradox if you're not able, if you if you are still alive at that point in that time, um, that's fucked so up. So, did they did they say what actually happens though? Does it create like they a, did not? A, like a, a Stargate appears. Um, a, I assume un there's unstable, a, I, unstable wormhole. Maybe happens. I assume there's a danger of running into your former self, especially since la the last of humanity is kind of gathered in one spot at this point. So, I assume there's a danger of running into yourself, which would uh. If you there's a there's a time travel theory that if you meet yourself within if you meet different versions of yourself at different points in time, uh, space time will collapse in on itself. So, hmm. because you now have knowledge that you shouldn't have. So that's a whole other thing. That would have been a but better, anyway better ending than the whole Russia arc. <laughs> I think though, just seeing Chris but, Pratt getting sucked into a wormhole. 
That would honestly, yeah. I mean, I'd love to see Chris Pratt sucked into a wormhole forever. But um I I so that's what I'm saying is that like it all it all makes sense to an extent and like they they so they blow through all of their military conscripts right away and now are forced to kind of go through the citizens. I'm cool with all of that. Like I I'm I'm a little less cool with the fact that like they're sending them back in like sports coats and shit in like certain points. I'm a little less cool with the fact that like I don't know, like people are are like I get humor is a coping mechanism but like it just comes to a point where it's just too fucking much like you are in a very awful situation i actually loved even though it wasn't explained why it happened which was dumb but i loved the the intro to to sh shooting forward in time where the the coordinates were off for whatever reason and they end up all appearing up high in the sky and start crashing to Earth. I actually thought that was an interesting scene because I was like, holy shit, that sucks. It and it was a great way. Yeah. It was a great way to prune um, most of the forces at that point to make it like to make tension even higher. I thought that was all was fine. It would have been it would have benefited from an explanation as to why that happened. But whatever, I'm willing to forgive it. Like I said, the, the first hour and a half of the movie has its flaws isn't good but was like tolerable i was like this isn't bad i'm gonna give this a decent sci-fi and then and then things get crazy so he upon getting the toxin dan forrester he goes back in time and the moment he goes back in time with that toxin with that variable he goes he doesn't actually go back to his timeline he goes back to a separate timeline indistinguishable from his own at that point but it is a separate timeline that will now move forward and this is where i get really fucking mad first of all dan forrester never once asked his daughter did i go away for seven days when you were a child to fight this war because that would have answered a lot of fucking questions right off the bat mm -hmm. because if the answer is yes you're in a time loop there's no hope at that point you're done if the answer's no, there's a lot of fucking hope, not just to stop the aliens, but in to also, you know, not make her die this horrible death. So, like, it, I get it's hard to leave your daughter, whatever, but it would have been like, like, it should have been something simple. Like, yeah, no, I'll go back. We'll stop this. You're never going to experience this. This whole timeline is going to get erased because it won't happen. And, like, or rather, it will reach an end point and just destroy itself. Not a race, per se, but... Uh, he never once asked that. Number two, uh, like I said, he goes back to a separate timeline and begins moving forward now. Uh, I, it, it comes back to the final point of my time travel point, the, the point that I think we're, we're all, we all so drearily know and hate and dread is the fact that life uh uh finds a way oh, God. and so the universe is now going to course correct for this moment and there's going to be some new ship with these aliens that ends up crashing on the planet and i hate to inform everyone that as of this month they are they are just developing a sequel for this <laughs> okay all right or is it a prequel <laughs> hmm. uh, it says sequel can, when time when time travel happens you can do whatever you want why not a prequel sequel? Perfect. Or a reboot? A, re a, a sequel a reboot? Pre-sequel. Is that called a C-boot? Pre-prequel. C-boot. I don't know what that is. Well, 
I mean, among other things, there's a million things that I want to continue to like pick apart about this movie. But that was another thing, too, with the whole ship angle, which I just thought like it was just so dumb. But literally, someone needs to get sued because that ship, <laughs> like someone needs to like, you know, the uh, the estate of H.R. Uh, Giger needs to sue um, the creators of Tomorrow War uh, or the, you know, set director or whatever designer because that just said, hey, that kind of looks like Alien. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, sure does. <laughs> oh, if you, so I, I, will, I will say this about, this is actually one of the things I like most about the movie was the design of the actual aliens themselves. To sit there and like actually think of what would the apex predator look like? What would an apex predator be able to do? They were very cool. They were fucking awesome. They actually built like a actual, uh, not CGI, but actual physical like um, workup of this alien. model. Yeah. yeah, like a model. It was fucking sweet. They used it in the uh, one scene where they're like in the stairwell and shit. Well, no. So that was actually where I was going. So I'm glad you said that. I thought that the movie was at its most effective in those early scenes when it's kind of more tense. There aren't a million of them on screen because it's almost for me like. I kind of call it like the uh, the I am legend effect, right? I think when they do more with less, it's more effective. And there's a lot more tension in those early scenes kind of in the city uh, and in that setting. Even the, the the action scenes therein where they're like running through the streets and you know, get the red smoke and they're going to do the bombing run, which is such a trope. It's, you know, a trope, a trope of a trope. But I thought that was solid. But then towards the middle to end of the movie, it just becomes that all out like, you know, like I am legend World War Z. Like there's a million of these creatures, you know, just bombarding everything. And it kind of loses its impact at that point. And I think that's the same issue I had with a lot of those movies. You know, they, they, it's more effective, I think, when the threat scales accordingly. But when you have a million on screen, it's like, oh, OK. And then it, you can tell it's CGI. But I think a lot of that stuff. The, the practical stuff kind of came into play a lot more when it was smaller, smaller scale, smaller stakes. In yeah. fact, you can actually kind of pinpoint the exact moment the movie started running out of money and time, uh, which was in the winter shots with with them. Like the, the the monsters looked at their absolute fucking worst when they were like these like CGI the CGI fight between J.K. Simmons, Chris Pratt, and uh, and the 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 female. As they call her, they don't even have the dignity to call her a queen, the female. They sound like a bunch of like alpha chads or something. Um, <laughs> uh, fun fact: alpha chads refer to women as queens. So, uh, whatever. Uh, it, it, gets, it gets more. Uh, God, that was another scene that I fucking hated when they were uh, all Chris Pratt's like fist fighting the thing, and he's like boxing it. He gives it a fucking knuckle sandwich right in the chin. And then shoves the vial, uh, you know, green goop in it and its mouth and or whatever, Superman and then punches it. He, it's like, come on, he dude. Superman flies was, onto this thing's <laughs> back in like the worst CGI possible. Yeah, it's a fucking rodeo. So <laughs> while I was getting tattooed, I was kind of kind of talking shit about the movie. Um, my tattoo artist, my uh, cousin's husband, he uh, he had seen the movie like a week prior or something like that. And he was actually pushing me to watch it because he knew I had to do it for the cast. Um, and I was like, oh, I, 
the movie's gonna keep going because we i again i thought it was gonna end naturally but we all did and <laughs> with this big climactic event and he's like yeah he's like oh buddy just you wait and it's like chris pat is literally gonna fist fight one of the monsters i was like no no <laughs> i was so mad he was he was laughing pretty hard because he actually liked the movie God. and he to put it in reference when he watches a movie he has a bunch of young toddlers and children so when he watches a movie it's something they want to watch uh so he, the stars aligned and he had like one night to himself with no kids the wife was gone everything out of the house and that's what he watched and he loved every minute of it but look like word like <laughs> and i i could totally see how this how this could be some people's cup of tea because like i know independence day is beloved and i think it's the dumbest thing and this movie and independence day are the same movie like i see you show me two pictures and i will go they're the same movie like 100 percent. one has time travel the other doesn't and that is it um it's 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 fine if it's people's cup of tea because like it's it's a fine action film it still goes on way too long, but it is just the dumbest sci-fi film I've ever seen. And, I, I don't know. We've seen some pretty bad sci-fi. We, we could bring up uh, 2036, I think it's called. You know, but like, I don't know. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm just mad at this movie for wasting 40 extra minutes of my fucking day. Well, what really gets me about the movie, and I think that's like going to be one of the main takeaways for all of us because we've been talking about it. It's been like the crooks of our whole conversation here the last half hour. Like it would have been a solid enough movie if they just would have been able to self edit and they would have pulled the plug because we all had the same point. We're like, OK, he, he goes back. He's got the the vial. You didn't. You don't even have to give the you know uh, quintessential happy you know movie ending where like they figure it out or you know I thought they were gonna pull something where it was like him at um, you know it was gonna be uh, Yvonne Strahovski like at her MIT graduation and it's gonna be old man Chris Pratt there like hey go get him Tiger or something like that like <laughs> they could have wrapped that shit up in ten minutes after he got back. easily. And like that would have been better, I think, because then you would have had this your your summer popcorn spectacle action movie that's big, brash, dumb, but, you know, entertaining for the most part. And like you said, a lot of the internal kind of logic and stuff works for for what it's trying to do. Fine. No one's going to pick that apart. It is what it is. But then to just tack on 40 minutes of just really stupid shit. Every scene just kind of one upped the one prior in terms of like the stupid meter to where by the end. When, you know, a uh, 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 ridiculously ripped J.K. Simmons and, you know. Honestly, he was Chris, my, he's, my favorite part. To be part. fair, he, was my favorite he is part always, he is always ridiculously ripped. He is, if, have you seen Whiplash? Oh, yeah, no. He is ripped well, see, in that one, too. I honestly, I, I enjoy, even though it was ridiculous and we've all mentioned that at, at length now, like, I don't think it needs to be said again. I'm sure we will say it again. But, like, I enjoyed him in the movie. Sure. Because I don't think he he never takes himself himself too seriously for as great of an actor as he is. He kind of knows, I think, the parameters he's operating within, <laughs> given any you know material that he's working with. But that yeah, that whole last scene, like after they they go to the ship, and then like so okay, we're just gonna inject three of these things, and then like how yeah they're they're not gonna wake up and then it's gonna turn into some big firefight or even then like the the scene where they're uh you know about ready to get the like demolition saws and cut into the alien spaceship under the ice and it's like 
Well, okay, we found it. We confirmed our theory. Do we go back and try to get some, you know, get a nuke and fucking blow this place up? Or do we just run in and try to, you know, <laughs> do what we can with our, you know, 10, 10 boxes of t 10 travel cases full of serum or whatever? Like, I don't know. It's just it's so goofy. I, I agree. I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> We're all big mad at this movie. Chris, you know? Don't worry. And so many people are culpable. Uh, for this film being bad um but i will say i didn't ben you said a sequel's coming but you didn't say that everyone's coming back including yvonne strahovsky well you know what it's going to be you know what the sequel's going to be yeah uh, he finds a way to go back into the future and save his daughter so actually one of one of the things i liked the most about the aliens besides their design is the fact that they do address that the that these creatures are weapons of sorts because it's something we talked about in the Quiet Place Part Two as well and in our podcast on that where they we are like well the, how did these aliens arrive on the ship they had to have been dumped here by someone or something like that you know or some or they blew up the planet and, and some piece of it went here one way or another and I like that it came up that way but I don't want a sequel out of it but what likely is going to happen is the universe will course correct a ship will arrive. Uh, Filled with the whatever is had these creatures, the original alien, we'll call it the OA. Oh no, that's a thing. Uh, you know, um, and it will. Uh, and then Ivan Strahovski will create a time machine, and she's gonna come back in time, and she's gonna be like, "Dad, we we gotta go forward. There's aliens. They're gonna they're gonna destroy the planet." And he'll be like, "Oh, we stopped that." And she goes, "Oh, the 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 Duncan Meyer principle." Whatever happened will happen. And it's like, oh, no, that's not a real thing. Uh, it's something, you know. The day and after then, Tomorrow War. <laughs> I like, I like the Tomorrow War. The Tomorrow War. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, the War After Tomorrow. <laughs> well, so that's the thing, oh, too. <laughs> the War After one. Tomorrow is great. Yeah, I like that. That's the winner. Um, no, but, like, that's kind of the thing, too. Like, it even like what we're, we're talking about right now. So like I get that no, there's nothing new under the sun, right? I mean, there's only so much we can do with tropes and like, I think anyone who's a creative, we're always trying to strive for something original, but just like the blatant, I don't know. I want to say ripoffs, but just like the blatant kind of um, borrowing that this movie does, you know, like, okay. So a weaponized life form that aliens are bringing, Okay, fine. So now we're talking aliens. We're talking, you know, Prometheus and and that whole dumpster fire, uh, you know, re reboot series or whatever, um, you know, sequel series to that or prequel series. Um, then, you know, you've got other things, too, which kind of reminded me of, which is one of the things I was going to say, like, this is like if Edge of Tomorrow was bad. Like it's it literally is a lot of that same type of like, you know, all these monsters and we got to go back time. We got to figure it out and blah, blah, blah. So it's just like very liberally kind of borrowing from all these other properties and just kind of seeing what sticks, you know, and it's not that it's a bad concept per se. I just feel like they 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 lost the plot a few times. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And like. And, like, the weird thing about it all is, like, the movie seemed to be on this, like, on this move to, like, like I said earlier, like, have him 
accept that he has no greater destiny. He has no greater purpose. His greater, sometimes your greater purpose, and as much as it sucks to say, it's sometimes it's it's something someone needs to hear. Sometimes your greater purpose is to make sure that your kid has a greater purpose. And now, I, you know, for, for most parents, I always tell them to pursue their dream. Don't Don't let parents be your identity. But sometimes that's the case. It's just like you ran out of time. You missed your chance. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it happens. Uh, and and for, for them to turn their back on all of that and be like, no, wait, his purpose is to go punch a fucking alien. It's just, it feels like it shoots everything that it was trying to set up in the foot, and it's just sad. <clears throat> yeah, and, you know, I'm trying to sit there and think of, like, if you had a stronger lead, would we have enjoyed the movie more? Um, because we're going back to Chris Pratt again, and every time, every time I think of Chris Pratt doing a serious role where he is the lead, uh, it will always fail one hundred percent. I hate that. Um, and I want to be proven wrong, but he always, always is the comic relief, even when he's the the lead. And I, I just, <sighs> well, I've kind of gone through that thing with Chris Pratt, where like. I never watched uh, what was the uh, it was Parks and Rec, right? That yeah. was like where mm-hmm. one, one of the things that kind of got him a big break. Right. Yes. So I, ne- I never really watched it. Um, and, you know, I kind of came upon him the same way I think a lot of people probably did, which is in Guardians of the Galaxy. And I think, you know, the first Guardians of the Galaxy, it was like, oh, OK, yeah, you know, this guy's a he's, he's funny, you know, kind of has that charisma, whatever, definitely suited the material well. But then it's like that same thing where every movie he's been in, he just plays the same character. So now, you know, 10 years later and however many films, you know, it's not to say that he can't anchor a big, you know, popcorn blockbuster like this. I think he can, you know, he's he's got the returns to show. But like, I don't know. I just don't. It doesn't it doesn't get me hyped. It's like, oh, it's a Chris Pratt movie. It's just kind of like. Oh, okay. You know, I don't know. It doesn't get me as excited as uh, some other actors or or, uh, actresses who maybe are, you know, the lead in a a film. I don't know where I'm going to go see it just because that person is in it. Um, He was actually one of the reasons where I probably wouldn't have watched this if we didn't do it for. So what (laughs) what if instead of Chris Pratt, it was uh, Killian Murphy and we that last 30 minutes was (laughs) stricken from the record. (laughs) (laughs) Probably my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> it doesn't take much, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'd I'd be into it. I'd yeah. be really into it. Yeah, we need more killing. Or um, uh, John Krasinski. Oh yeah, there that would do. It. Honestly, John Krasinski. I don't want to. I don't want to pigeonhole him into the dad role, but he gets it. He gets it well. Like he is a good dad and plays a good dad. Yeah. So it's like one of those things where it's like, I feel bad. I don't want him to be a dad forever. I want him to be able to kind of branch out and be something bigger too. Well, eventually he'll be playing but... the grandpa. So <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I really want him to play Reed Richards in the fantastic four movie. And even then no. I want him to be the dad Reed Richards. I don't, not I don't regular. I don't new, think young John Cruz Krasinski, Krasinski, whatever. I don't think he would do that to be honest. Well, he still regrets passing Captain America, so. Oh, I'm sure he I does, think... but I, I don't I don't think he'll do that now. <clears throat> Just saying. We'll see. We'll 
We'll see. I know Emily Blunt has openly stated, though no one asked, that she's not interested, even though she passed on Black Widow. And I think that's a lie. I think it's. I think she's hiding something because I think, and this is 100% off topic, but I'll say it every chance I get. The greatest move Marvel can make is to cast John Krasinski and Emily Blunt as Reed Richards and Sue Storm. I think it would it would kill. It would it kill would their marriage. Kill. It would kill their marriage. No, no, they are they are they're rock hard. They're eternal. No, no, just bring back uh, Jessica. What was it? Which Jessica was it? Alba. Was it Alba? Justine. No, Jesse, bring back Jessica Alba. You're talking um, Fantastic Four. Yeah, Jessica Alba. perfect. Oh, the original, yeah. And Ian, how do you say his name? Oh, at like, oh, I know who you're talking g- about. G- 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 I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna just gonna stop Yon. you there. Yeah, no. Yon. Yon. And uh, the answer is Michael uh, Chiklis. No. <laughs> <laughs> Which going back, it's like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's it's that was, clobbering time. That was back at the height of the Shield days. Oh, boy. <laughs> Not the... How about no? I wish I would have watched like Rise of the Silver Surfer yesterday instead of Tomorrow War. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm gonna go. You don't mean that. I'm gonna go back t- to yesterday because I-, I built a time device at my uh, backyard in Lowell, but I can only go back like 20 hours. So I gotta go. <laughs> I actually gotta leave right now because I have to go tell myself to not watch it because I think I started at no. like right around nine o'clock. <laughs> You can't you can't go back to a time you existed. Oh, you're right. It won't work. I'm sorry. Damn. Okay. But why don't we just put more rafts in the river? What the fuck is All right, Colin, I need you to kill me. <laughs> it's the only way. It's the only way. I've seen the Tomorrow War. You need to get it out of my it's head. It's the only way. Oh I got nothing else. Yeah, it's honestly, guys, there's not much more to say about this movie unless we're just going to keep tearing it apart. Which we could. I went. I went deep. I went deep in the sci-fi. I always try to go. I always want us to have one deep, deep sci-fi discussion. Oh yeah, per. definitely. Um, and we did our best. We did our best. Uh, I'm actually disappointed to hear that there's going to be a sequel. Uh, I don't think I want to watch it, but I'll probably. No, I don't think we'll cover it. Yeah, that's good. I like to hear that. Um, all right, boys. Well, do you want to go around the table and say good sci-fi, bad sci-fi? Starting with Jason. Sure. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, my kind of main thing with this movie, as I think we talked about uh, at length here, is just that it it didn't have to be as bad. And I think that's going to be the tragedy of the Tomorrow War. It didn't have to be as bad, and it wasn't for a good chunk of its runtime. Um, but that last third just really kind of put it over the edge. Uh, I, I thought that, you know, generally, like, it, it would have been solid sci-fi early on, but the longer things kind of progressed, the, the worse and worse it got. Um, I don't know. I think I hate that regardless of what platform it gets released on, whether it's a theatrical release or it's a prime or Netflix or whatever, like this, this is the type of stuff that I don't know. This is why we can't have nice things because (laughs) this, this is, is what we're left with. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, I I mean, now it's going to become a franchise. (sighs) Maybe it'll get better. Something tells me no. I think it's really going to depend on how they handle the sequel and where they go. Um, but it's probably just going to get longer. I would rather they someone make sequels from that Anthony Mackie movie where like people are taking the drugs and they're going back to like weird points in time, but in the exact same spot. What was it called? 
synchronicity and the I, would, I, I would that was they make sequels too. about that than about this and i'm gonna say that right now that was that was worse <laughs> I, I still stand by that was worse it was bad so i i will say um bad movie uh bad sci-fi it wasn't bad sci-fi for the entirety of the film but it ended as bad sci-fi and it sucks because it's one of those movies where unlike valerian or a few of the others that we've highlighted it wasn't like fun bad <laughs> it it was just like mad bad at the end, and that's the biggest tragedy well, of all. Valerian had no hope from the beginning, whereas this movie, well, but, it could have been cool. So. Well, yeah, but there were funny things, at least like now, like we still talk about Valerian. So it was bad, but like we still talk about it years later. Whereas with this, like I think you literally, by tomorrow, you have forgotten this movie. And that is the tragedy of the Tomorrow War. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <sighs> All right. Uh, thank you, Ben. Yeah, uh, Jason said it all. It had the chance to be fine. Like I would have, I would have genuinely given it a fine sci-fi if it was an hour and a half long. But it had the fucking audacity of being two hours and twenty minutes long. And for that, for that alone, I hate it. But the fact that it was forty minutes of absolute garbage made it ten times worse. Uh, bad sci-fi. I'm sorry, Yvonne. Uh, you can hit me if you want. That's all I have to say. All right. Um, I'm going to say the sci-fi was okay. I, I've definitely seen a lot worse sci-fi in my time on this podcast. Um, time travel was a interesting take. Uh, better than the standard, you know, you go back in time and oh, don't go see yourself. You'll create a paradox. They actually tried a little bit harder about going to the future. But if you see your future, so it's, it's weird. It's crazy. I actually liked it. Um, the aliens, I thought, were fantastic in, in terms of uh, the design, how cool they were. Uh, Jason, I, I definitely agree with when it's like more tense and in like that stairwell. It's crazy and awesome. But as soon as you see a thousand of them on screen, it's like, oh, okay, I don't care. I definitely uh, mirror that. Uh, movie sucked, though. Uh, one out of ten, do not recommend. Um, so if you're listening to this looking for <laughs> maybe a recommendation to watch it, uh, don't. Um, if you've already watched it, I feel your pain. I do. And thank you for listening to us. Uh, I think that about wraps us up. Well, Jason, you got something to say? No, I just was going to say that before Jeff Bezos shoots himself into space. I want to see if I can petition him to get my July Prime subscription back. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I was like, do you think if I bitch yeah. enough, they'll give me a month back? Yeah, wait, in lieu of uh, a movie ticket, you know, see if I can get that refunded. Wait, uh, kind of be topical, but didn't uh, Bezos lose the race, though? Because uh, Bronson got into space first, right? Yes, yeah, Charles Bronson. Bronson. <laughs> Charles, Charles, well, it's Bronson, right? That's the other Richard Br Branson. Richard Branson. Richard Branson. Of sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, he he did uh, apparently um, allegedly. We didn't. He he didn't stay there like we were hoping. So <laughs> we uh, were. We really need. To... Go ahead. <laughs> no, I watched that live. I actually I went down to uh, Indianapolis this weekend to visit my uh, my sister and uh, brother in law, and uh, it was funny. We were watching it live. And uh, they were having all sorts of problems with the video feed. 
And uh, it was kind of funny because like they just had the flight, um, you know, like flight director or whatever kind of walking through. And <laughs> I think uh, Dan made the comment like, oh, yeah, well, they just all decompressed up there. So they all exploded <laughs> in the cockpit. <laughs> and that's why they're not showing the feed. <laughs> we, we, morbid, really, we really need to make sure that uh, the moment Bezos takes off, we're all there to rush the pad and make sure he can't land uh, because he's going to stay up there. Uh, whether he likes it or not, uh, this is he can't now, the Jeff. expanse. <laughs> he 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 did this, you know. He'll stay up there. Like people are always like, "Well, the the, the rich are gonna go live in space while we die on Earth." And I'm like, "No, they're gonna go live in space and get the fuck out of our way. <laughs> get them out of here." Well, the funny thing Idiots. is, too, you hear like that referred to as space travel. And I had to laugh because I, I said, like, well, my definition of space travel is when for, you know, uh, a $200 ticket, I can go to the moon mall and buy some space Nikes and then come back. That's space travel, not paying a half a million dollars to well, ride the ride the line for 10 seconds and then plummet back to Earth. But. I you can go to the moon. Go to the moon mall, buy some space Nikes, and then chase someone halfway across the galaxy. That's space travel. You're not wrong. Yeah. Oh, now that's good sci-fi. Yes. <laughs> if that's the sequel to Tomorrow War, I'm there. Yeah. Do you guys think they'll actually offer hot towels on uh, the flight to the moon, though? Uh, if they don't, I want my fucking money back. Right? Not, not for coach, because I'll be flying moon coach. <laughs> <laughs> moon coaches they just put you in a ball and shoot you out of a fucking cannon so that's moon I, coach. Have a, I have an idea Good now. Luck. And i just want to say it off mic but i have an idea now uh to write an anthology series called moon coach <laughs> but it's just like pet- tales from moon coach yeah boring ass people normal people <laughs> traveling from earth to the moon honestly i fucking love it be, Colin. Cool. i want to i want to read that that'd be cool that'd Pat be pending. Patent pending, yeah. Moon you already hear it first. One. Actually, Andrew, strike that from the record. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Anyways, that is all we have for you when it comes to, to Tomorrow War, and we are not going to do the sequel um, out of principle. Uh, next week, we are doing the movie Hunter Prey. Uh, so make sure you take the time to watch that. It's better than you think. And you're gonna start watching. You're gonna be like, what? the fuck because you swear it has the same budget as uh, 2036 but they used it better i'm so scared for this movie oh, i've been getting a lot of mixed signals on it yeah it's it's something else i'll tell you that much but uh, no it you might like it you might hate it i don't know it's got an old school oh sci-fi feel to it though so roll the dice boy yeah buddy rolling those uh, dice. so that's what we're doing next week um we're doing the edge of tomorrow in two weeks. Good. Hell yeah, it was actually it was actually three weeks, but I moved it up during this. Good. Oh, thank God. I can't wait for that. Little palate cleanser. Yeah, really. We're gonna need Fuck. that. All right. Um, so yeah, folks, there you have it. Uh, I hope you uh, at least got through the movie. Uh, okay. So yeah. Until next time. <laughs>